different. Get closer, stand up. Yes, give me five. Let's do it. Come here. Get closer. Mark sixteen six, and he saith unto them, Be not, be not be affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which crucified him. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Sunday school this morning. Like I say, it's good to be here. Um, I was thinking this morning, um, you know, I slept through my alarm this morning for sunrise and woke up and I was mad and aggravated. And we got up and we was getting ready. And once again, I mean, we was up, but we was running late. And uh, on the way here, I was driving, I was getting anxious and getting nervous. I thought, man, I don't want to be late. And God came through and said, He's never late. Uh, 
I'm thankful my God's never late. He's always right on time. Um, no matter what trials or stuff you go through in life, God's always right on time. And I'm just thankful to be here. I'm thankful for the kids. Um, I'm just excited to see what the Lord has in store for us. And I'm glad that one got saved this morning. And uh, hopefully more will come get saved. Um, we'll ask Kyle dismisses Sunday school. desire your prayers. It's never, to me, never an easy thing to stand up and do anything for the Lord. And this probably is the hardest thing I ever have to do. Because uh, I'm completely unworthy to try to teach anything anybody about the Bible. But, uh, we have to just step out by faith and trust that God will teach something. But this lesson we're in today is uh, this continues right on with what Blaine taught last week. Uh, and uh, last week at the end of the lesson is just when they had found the tomb empty. Uh, and. I'll just go ahead and read verse 12 was the last one Blaine taught on. And then it says, Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulcher, and stooping down, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at that which, has come, which was come to pass. Uh, I, believe, I believe Peter went back and shared what he had found. I don't know, I don't know if there's any way of, of looking it up or researching it or if anybody does know, feel free to help me out. I don't know how many people there were in Jerusalem that day that were actually considered disciples of, of Christ. Uh, I know there was a lot more than just the 12 
original apostles. Uh, there was a lot of people that followed him around. Uh, whether they followed him around for a free meal or whether they followed him around because they really believed he was the Messiah. There was a lot of people that followed him. And I believe when these women in last week's lesson went and told the disciples what they found at the tomb, I believe there was a lot more than just the 12 that found out that he was missing, that he wasn't there. Um, that's where our lesson starts. Verse 13 says, And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score, three score furlongs. And uh, according to my Bible, it says that's about seven and a half miles. Uh, I was reading in some of this commentary, and uh, it said if they walked an average of two miles an hour, they had less than a day of travel to get from one point to the other, which kind of threw me a little bit because it seemed to me like if it was only seven and a half miles, uh, two miles an hour would only take about four hours, which is a lot less than a day uh, travel. But still yet, it said that they had plenty of time as they walked to discuss what had happened over the weekend. Uh, and then verse 14, it says, And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And uh, I was thinking as I was reading this, especially this morning as I was reading it, I thought about how uh, confusing this whole situation could have been for them. I mean, we got, we've got the opportunity, the, 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 the ability to look back on the historical situation that it was, and uh, we have the knowledge, teaching in Sunday school with, from the time we're little, we have the knowledge that Jesus was born for the purpose of going to the cross and dying and raising on the third day, and and we know the whole story before it's ever real to our soul. Uh, but these people that actually lived in that day, uh, they didn't quite seem to understand exactly what it was. We, we read over and over where Jesus told his disciples that he was going to have to go to Jerusalem and they were going to put him to death. And then on the third day, he was going to raise up. But everywhere that he told them this, they didn't quite—they didn't quite get it. They didn't—they didn't quite understand that he was talking about a physical death and a physical resurrection. Um, I don't know what they actually thought he meant, but it says so in several different places that they were confused by what he had told them when he said he had to go to die. So these two fellows that were walking to Emmaus, uh, they were talking about everything that happened. And there's no doubt in my mind, they were just baffled by this whole thing. They thought, and it even says here later on, that they thought that Jesus was the, the, the Messiah that the Jews thought he was going to be, that he was going to free them from the, from the Roman rule, 
that he was going to make Israel a mighty country in a physical sense on this earth. Uh, so as they were walking, verse 15 says, And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Uh, this commentary, the, the guy that wrote that said that he wasn't real sure uh, if their eyes were closed because God didn't want them to recognize Jesus or if their eyes were, or if Jesus just looked different than he did before. Uh, he wasn't sure what the reason was for him not recognizing him. But my guess is they weren't looking for him. I mean, how many times have I been walking along uh, wondering what to do about something and God move and tell me just what I need to do and I stop and think, well, that couldn't have been God because he wouldn't have told me to do that. That's not what I want to do. Uh, you know, if we're, not, if we're not careful, we'll push God aside and not recognize him without even giving it a chance. Uh, and I think probably a lot of it was these guys were walking down the road talking about what had happened, and even though they found that tomb empty, they were not expecting Jesus to physically walk up on them and, and start talking to them. And another funny thing, I was talking to Dad a couple days ago, and I said, if, if me and Blaine was walking down the road talking about what had happened over the weekend and some strange fellow walked up and said, hey, what are you all talking about? Can I walk with you? We'd have probably said, beat it, buddy. We're having a private conversation here. But you know, these guys, they, they didn't know who this guy was. But yet Cleopas, the one that, that was one of them, uh, he just went ahead and told Jesus all that he knew about the weekend. And uh, I'll go ahead and read some of this. Verse 17 says, And he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk in our sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? Uh, the guy that wrote the commentary seemed to think that Cleopas was being a little bit of a smart aleck there. That was his take on that answer was, you know, where have you been? You just crawl out from under a rock? Everybody knows what's been going on. Yeah. And I guess, in a way, that would be hard not to be the attitude you'd have. Uh, I imagine that was big doings. The, the whole city of Jerusalem probably was there watching it happen. And then as you're walking out of town, this guy comes along and says, well, what are you talking about? I don't know, don't know about any of this. And verse 19, Jesus said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. Now these guys were, these guys were obviously disciples of Jesus. They'd followed him around. And even after his death, it struck me kind of funny that they said that 
Jesus was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. They knew, and I'm, I, I would have to guess because they had heard him expound on the scriptures and, and preach the gospel, they knew that he knew the word. He knew what it meant, and he could teach about it, and he could preach on it. But they still called him a prophet, and that just seemed kind of odd to me that they followed him all that time and instead of calling him the Messiah, they called him a prophet. But uh, there again, how many times do, how many times do I put him, make him smaller than he is? Uh, This is another one of them stories in the Bible that make me think boy if I would have been there in that situation I would have done something a whole lot different than these guys uh, it seemed like they didn't have much faith but then I look at some of the things that's happened in my life and I wonder boy where was my faith why did I act like that uh, just like getting up here and trying to teach if if I had the faith that I think these guys should have had because they walked with Jesus, I wouldn't have a bit of problem doing this job. Uh, but I've walked with Jesus on and off since I was 11 years old. And real steady, as steady as I could be for the last at least 15 years. And yet I still don't have the faith that I think these guys should have had. Um, but verse, uh, verse 20 says, And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel and beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Uh, it had been he that should have redeemed Israel. Uh, that, that right there tells me they thought that Jesus should have took them out from under the Roman rule. Uh, he should have made Israel a, a sovereign country. Um, now... The next line it said, and beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Uh, do you suppose they had read the, the prophecies about Jesus getting up on the third day? Uh, otherwise, why would the, this being the third day have any relevance to them? I don't think it would have had any relevance had they not known that he said on the third day he would build it back up again. They might have been a little bit confused by the, by the prophecy, but I think they knew there was something to it, and this was the third day. Uh, 22 says, Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came, saying, 
that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. I certainly cannot imagine being there when they found that empty tomb. And even more so, I can't imagine being Peter when they came back and said, he's gone, and the angels were there, and they said he's alive. Uh, I, I have no doubt in my mind I would have been just like Peter. I'd have jumped up and took off down there because I'd have wanted to see this for myself. Um, and I believe, to me, I just said I would have jumped up and took off by my, down there to see it for myself. To me, that would have kind of been a twofold reason. For one, I would have had a hard time believing it, and I'd have wanted to see it to believe it, that he wasn't there. But for two, just like these guys on the previous verse, there was something about that third day that I remember him telling me, and now he's gone from the tomb. I've got to go find out about this. Uh, he said he was going to build it back up on the third day. Maybe he was talking about himself. Uh, and maybe the angels are still there and they can tell me a little bit more about this. Uh, I don't know what all was going on in Peter's head, but that's just what would have been in my head had I been there. And it says, And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it, even as the women had said, but him they saw not. I believe, I believe God does things for an absolute reason. Whatever he does, there's a reason for it. Um, there's a lot in this, uh, in this story, not necessarily just in this lesson, but all through this story of the crucifixion and, and the resurrection that I don't understand. Uh, to me, it seems like wouldn't it have just made more sense for Jesus to get up and just come right to his people and say, here I am. I told you I was going to get up on the third day, and now I'm back. I mean, wouldn't that have been a lot more easy for us to understand? Uh, wouldn't that have been a more direct way to show the Pharisees and, and the non-believers that what he said was true? But then again... This is a faith way. If he would have proved it, it wouldn't have been worth anything. Uh, so what he did, he did for a reason. And the way he did it, he did for a reason. And it, I don't understand it. Uh, like I said, to me, why did he go to these two guys that are only in the Bible one time, and that's this scripture? Why did they see him first? before he even went to the disciples that he went to these guys walking down the road um, I think it was so that they could pass the word on to people that were not in Jerusalem when all this happened because they were on their way to Emmaus there might have been some people down there that didn't know exactly what was happening there may have been some people down there that didn't know that the tomb was empty that's what we're doing here today is teaching, preaching 
that the tomb is empty. We've got a risen Savior. He's not dead. And these guys were going to a town that might not have heard that story yet. And Jesus wanted them to go tell the story. He's not there. He's rose. Uh, verse 25 says, Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? He wanted them to realize that all the confusion that was in their heads was explained in the scriptures. It was all written down from Moses on forward. It was written. In verse 27, Jesus it says, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. I'm just going to go ahead and read, just quickly read through these next couple verses. They're not actually part of the lesson, but it says, And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with, it, abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. Uh, he acted like he was just going to keep walking, and they, they, they said, come, come stay with us for the night. It's getting dark, just wait till in the morning and continue your journey. Uh, now, why they would have done that, I think, is because he was preaching to them about what the scripture said about himself. And the more he spoke, the more they wanted to know. Uh, there's a lot of times... I don't want to say that I don't want to come to church, but there's a lot of times where I'm a little tired or or maybe don't feel just well, just real well or something, and I'll think, well, let's go ahead. we got to go to church anyway. Yeah. And you get here and the Spirit moves, and God fill my cup up, and I don't care if it takes four hours before I get home again. I'm, I'm right where I want to be. And I think these guys walking along with Jesus, there was something about this man. And what he was teaching them was so incredible that they just didn't want to, they didn't want to stop. They wanted him to come in and sit down by the fire and tell them some more. Give them some more news. And verse 29 says he went in to tarry with them. Uh, and I think verse 30 is where we pick back up on the lesson. And uh, it says, And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Mission accomplished. They knew who was talking to them, and they knew that all that he had said was true. And they were back in their hometown. I assume it's their hometown because they went there and they had a place to stay as soon as they got there. They didn't have to look for an inn or a, 
or a room. It, it just says they went there, and as soon as they got there, they told him, come in and stay with us. So I assume those guys lived there. Uh, and Jesus wanted them to pass that story along to the people that lived around them. That's what he wants all of us to do, is just to pass that story along. Uh, but to go on a little bit past the lesson, after their eyes were opened, and verse 32 says, And they said one unto another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked to us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? There's something about Jesus when he talks to you that you'll know who he is. You'll know that there's power in it, and you'll know that there's truth in it. Whether you want to know it or not, there's been times in my life that I wasn't where I ought to be. And Jesus come by and say, you need to get where you need to be. And whether I wanted to hear that or not, I knew it was true. I knew there was power in it, and, and I needed to heed that call. But uh, anybody got anything to expound on the lesson? I'm pretty much out. I guess I should have gave people a chance earlier.
face death or, or back up, I hope I could go. I could go down shouting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, God, God put that in the Bible like it is to teach us a lesson. thought about the the fact that their eyes were closed and they didn't recognize Jesus uh, if they would have known it was him it probably would have put them on high alert right away uh, it's Jesus we got to straighten up or we got to listen or you know this is a big deal but since they didn't know it was him they didn't have to pay attention to him they didn't you know, it, it was just some guy walking along explaining to them what the scripture said. They could have took it or left it. But they knew, like I say down there in uh, verse 32, their hearts burned within them. They knew that whoever this guy was, there was something about what he was saying that was powerful. So they kept with it. Anybody else got anything? <clears throat> 